Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Portions of rigs off the radio or power by Gargle with Gravy.com. Succulent gravy, just like Granddad used to make. Gargle with Gravy.com. Check it out for recipes and a surprising twist. The following may contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. What you're about to hear is the inside leftovers from Riggs's brain throughout his day. Since you probably hear everything that happens happens on the radio and this is the stuff that happens off the radio rigs off the radio now here's your host happy five episode anniversary uh have you seriously listened to all five of these rigs off the radio podcasts well four and then this is number five because that's seriously like amazing and i love you for it and if you if you really maybe if you want to i mean i'm not pressuring you to do this but if you want to give it a rating in the app store, I mean, I wouldn't be mad. I, I certainly wouldn't be upset with you. So Allie and I were talking on the show this week about how Father's Day always gets kind of left in the dust. I mean, Mother's Day is pounded into your heads to get flowers for mom. Don't forget about Mother's Day and you feel horrible if you do. But anytime I've mentioned Father's Day this week, people have been surprised. They're like, Father's Day? That's this That's this weekend? Is, is that real? I mean, including my own father. Stop for another week. No, it's this weekend. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, that's an actual <laughs> clip from my dad. We'll talk to him more later in the podcast. And why does everyone always forget about Father's Day? I mean, don't get me wrong. Women do all the heavy lifting. Mothers have the majority of the role. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for the mother. My, I think my friend Dan Newberry said it the best. It's like, you know, she built this 12-tier cake and I provided the half a cup of sugar. Uh-huh. That's pretty much... <laughs> yeah, we'll hear uh, my chat with him here in a minute as well. Well, nuts to forget in the fathers because this week it's a special Father's Day edition of Riggs Off the Radio. I talked to four separate dads. One of them is uh, my friend Eric. He's raising a 13-year-old in like a split-slash-step family situation. Uh, my friend Craig. You might know Craig. It is afternoons on KISS FM. He's got an 11-year-old kid. He's a father. I talked to a father of three girls, my friend Dan, and I talked to my own dad, who's an empty nester. He's got my three sisters and me. We'll meet them all, and I'll say something to my dad that I don't think I've ever said to him verbally, and you're probably going to want to hear his reaction coming up in this week's Father's Day edition of Riggs Off the Radio. Before we get into it, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Going to a school function? Headed to dinner at a wing place on a Thursday night with the guys from work? Even wrangling your kids at the mall on a Saturday morning? You can do it all in dad pants. Shapeless, floppy, and comfortable. With a pleated flat front that downplays the crotch while drawing attention to the carefully pressed seam right down the front of the legs. Wow, simple. So khaki. Very pleat. Go dad, go! Dad pants. The pants that say, I've got three kids, a mortgage, two car payments, and a dog with a weak bladder. Dad pants. Order your yours today look i don't have kids duh i'm not a dad it's just not my thing but i'm fascinated at the act of parenting and creating another human and then raising it into a respectable member of society i can't imagine raising a kid in this day and age you know with social media the bullying the school shootings the suicides that are in the news not to mention a myriad of other possibilities that arise when you're trying to fit in as a kid I just wanted to kind of get inside the brain of a dad in 2018, so I grabbed a couple of my dad friends, asked him some questions. First up, I talked to Eric, 
He's married to Elizabeth K from our sister station, The Mix, and she also hosts a podcast, Fifty Shades of K. There's your plug. Eric has a 13-year-old son, Brayson, from a previous marriage. So I grabbed Eric on our way out of the gym the other day and started asking him some questions. Here's what happened. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's a real honor to be a, to be a father. So thank you very much. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 35. 35 years old. So I uh, had Brayson pretty young. Um... Which is which is kind of great in the fact that you know he's 18 and I'm going to be 39, 40 years old right around there, so I'll still be relatively young with a, a kid out of the house. Now, is it uh, is it more pressure being a dad now because you're not only responsible for obviously his physical health but also his mental health as well? Yeah, it's uh, it's wild all the decisions you have to like consider now with everything that's going on. You you can't just you know when we were kids it was everything seemed simpler and easier. Uh, obviously, you're kids, so you don't think anything. But just looking back, all the things you got to consider and have discussions about, you know, the, the social media side of things, the the public pressure, the everything that's going on. It's just it's it's crazy. It's it's a difficult time to be a kid. I can imagine growing up right now. Do you does he on uh, social media? Does he have like a Facebook or anything like that yet? Uh, no, no Facebook. He's on Instagram um, through the. I guess, um, not urging, um, but, you know, we, we can monitor Instagram and we're, we have his phone, but at least we wanted to get involved in some sort of form of social media while we were able to police it just to see how he was using it. But I, th- I think he does uh, Snapchat as well. I don't use that, but him and his, uh, his stepmom and his mom, all three of them, they all Snapchat together, I guess. Is that, how is, is, it? That, is that snapping? Is that what it is? Snapping, I guess, snapping. yeah. Okay. How do you, is it uh, difficult navigating the waters as a father with uh, kind of a split family? Because you've got obviously an ex-wife that was with Brayson and now you're remarried to Elizabeth yeah. from the mix. Is it different? Na- is difficult navigating the water as a younger parent? Uh, I've only known uh, split household. I mean, we got divorced from Brayson was two. Um, so I've only known that side of things, but early on it was definitely difficult as you kind of find your way, but we're actually very fortunate in the sense that, uh, the four of us, the four parents, we all get along really well. It doesn't come without its set of challenges. And, but I think it's a, a testament to, to Brayson's stepdad, Joe and Elizabeth coming in as step parents, kind of embracing the role of being a parent with all of the, uh, all the work, but half or none of the reward and, and credit for it. Um, it's tough, but it, it comes down to all four people really being selfless and putting your ego aside and doing what's best for Brayson. Now you have like school shootings and you've got uh, high profile suicides and a lot of negativity in the news. How do you, does he come to you and they say like, hey dad, why are people shooting people in schools? Do I need to be worried about that? How do you approach that topic with your kid? Uh, I don't think he's necessarily worried about it, but he's all, he, all, he comes to us with it and, and talks about it. He's very much in the know of what's going on. He's always been inquisitive, but that's how I was raised. Um, with just full honesty from my parents. You know, they, they never shied away from the topic of, of drinking, drugs, sex, anything. Me and my sister had a question. They, they just told us the truth, and that's what we do with Brayson. It's, it's not always an easy discussion, but it's either we control the narrative and we tell him the truth or we allow him to go get the opinions or the rumors and the lies of, of social media and, the, you know, the, the people on the outside. So it's not fun discussion, um, but you have to have it. You have to be honest with them. So that, yeah, I mean, it's... It's difficult, but you know we're, we're honest about them, and we talk through it. We don't just ignore it and pretend like it didn't happen. How about as a dad now, are there things that you got away with as you were younger that you watch for him doing, and you can spot him doing shit, and you can catch him doing stuff? Oh, oh yeah, he he thinks he's he's clever, and he thinks he's getting away with things. But you know, I, you, you remember when you were a kid, and you see it happening in front of you, and you can't help but smile sometimes. And go, dude, I know what you're doing. 
like cut the shit. I, I see, I see right through that little face and that like sly little movement. Like that, what? What did they do? Well, so uh, it, without embarrassing him no, too no, much. No, no, yeah. There's one that uh, a recent thing. He uh, he came to me and was like, "Hey, Dad, I think I forgot a candy wrapper in my pants in the in the wash." And I was like, "Oh, that's that's really responsible of you." And he goes in the the, the wash and he has his hands in his pockets. And I said, "You find it?" And he kind of shuffles around and pulls his hand out slowly and goes, "Yeah, it's right here." I was like, "Oh, what's in your other hand?" And he puts his hands back in his hoodie and pulls out the other hand. He goes, "Nothing." And I said, and I'm just I look at him and go, "What is in your what's what are you holding?" And he slowly pulls out and it's his headphones. And I go, "Dude, what are you doing?" He goes, "I washed my headphones and I don't want to tell you uh, that I left them in there, so I, I lied and said it was a candy wrapper." I said, "Where'd you find the candy wrapper?" He goes, "It was in my pocket the whole time. I just I needed to come up with a reason to go in the wash." I'm like, "You lied to me for no reason." You could see it happening. Like he thought he was being clever, but right. you know, he's at that time he was 12. You, you're an adult. You see all. You see right through that stuff. So on some level, it's funny. On the other level, it's like, dude, cut it, dude. I'm, I'm a grown up. I see right through that stuff. So. So I'm not a parent, but what's your favorite part about being a parent? Because I don't see, as a person that doesn't want kids, it's hard to see sometimes the the positives to being a parent. Because you hear all the negative about, you know, they're a pain in the ass and they take all your money and they're all true. It's yeah. all yeah, all that stuff is true, right? But what are the what are personally? What's your rewarding thing about being a parent? What's your the redeeming quality of being a father? Um, you know, I Brayson was uh, it wasn't planned. It was a, a big accident. It's, it's something you know. I look back and I I think did I want kids? I don't remember if I did or didn't at the time when it happened. I just know it was a responsibility that was put upon me that I had to react to and make the most of it. You know, and now over the, the last 13 years, it's hard to put your finger on what it is that that makes it like you, there's, there's no answer to it. You can't tell someone that doesn't have kids or that doesn't want them. This is why you need to have them. At least I can't. It's just a feeling you have. This like sense of like uh, ownership sounds wrong, but it's like I'm responsible for that person. I want to turn that person into the best living, breathing human being I can on this planet and, and try to put something positive back in. But it's nothing you can articulate. It's just this feeling of, you know, reward and sacrifice. And it, if you're doing it the right way, it humbles you as a person, it makes you become selfless, and you're, you're now living for, for someone else, you know. As a you know, in a step parent role like uh, Elizabeth embracing stepdad Joe, you know I've seen the way they've come into to Brayson's life and given everything they have to to that kid. So it's it's almost a role of responsibility, but it's it's nothing you can you know tell someone this is it. This is what it's about. It's, it's that one it's, thing. No, it's an it's an all encompassing feeling, emotion, responsibility. What do you hope that he learns the most going forward? Being a good human in this jacked up world that we're living in now yeah it seems like yeah he uh, he just needs to keep being what he is right now he's the most honest sincere genuine he he gives everything he's got into what he's doing uh, he cares and he needs to stay that way because i think if everybody had more compassion instead of judgment i think we'd all be better off you know we don't you know this rash of suicide celebrity suicides is starting to bring a little um, light under the mental he- mental health awareness uh, and I think that's something that I'm most proud of with Brayson and he's he's compassionate to to everyone's situation regardless of where you're from it's uh that's the one thing I'm most proud of that I hope he just sticks with that 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 sense of like we're all in this together nice do you think it's different having a boy as a girl <laughs> yeah god yeah <laughs> I'm so lucky I have a son I couldn't imagine raising that I have friends that have daughters and I mean I get protective over uh over Brayson I can't imagine if you know, I'm a guy. I know what guys are. Guys are. We know what guys are thinking. Yeah, guys are assholes. So I'm, I'm glad I'm raising an asshole instead of having right. subjecting a, a daughter to to guys like like you and I. It's interesting because I'm talking to another guy for this Father's Day podcast that has three daughters now, so it'll be a different perspective. But it's thanks. Terrifying. Couldn't imagine doing that. God bless him. Well, happy Father's Day. And thanks for coming on today. I appreciate thanks it. Lot, man. Appreciate thanks. it. Yeah, 
Yes, the guy with three daughters is next. Dan Newberry, my buddy. He's got three beautiful girls, an awesome wife. He holds down a full-time job as an operations manager at Goodwill and Corporate. He owns his own business that gives back to the community and to the veteran community called 22 Fitness. And he's still a good dad? I asked him some similar questions and got into how he introduced his kids to guns. Hashtag dad life. YOLO. Hashtag, do you drive a minivan, by the way? I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> no choice. That's, I got kids now. That's a fun That's a fun argument, too. Dan, uh, I wanted to talk to you before Father's Day. I'm talking to dads before Father's Day, obviously. And you'll be on again for Monday for our Mental Health Monday segment. But happy Father's Day, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Three girls that you have. They are ages... How old are your girls? They're 12, 10, and 5. Have you ever thought about having sons? If it'd be easier? Or are you just happy you um, have healthy kids? I, I th- I'm just happy I've had healthy kids. And, yeah. and to be honest, like, um, my wife did all that work, you know. Right. Because you served in the military for a while. Yeah. How much of the... But how she much had to carry them and stuff. You know, they, I, I got the fun part of it. <laughs> you know? They grew up inside of her. Right. She had to deal with right. the sickness and the bloating and the throwing up. Yeah, it's like... And the pushing the watermelon out of her vagina. I heard a stand-up comedian once, you know, say, it's like, you know, she built this 12-tier cake and I provided the half a cup of sugar. Uh-huh. That's pretty much... <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That's pretty much how it is. Right. Did it three times. Three trophies. So, <laughs> yeah. So, when did you have your kids in, like, parallel with your military career? Was it during, while you were in and out of the military? You so, kids, it or? marked my career. Um, I had my, I had my, found out we were pregnant three weeks before my first ever deployment uh, to Iraq. Okay. With my oldest. Yep. And then, uh, found, found out she was pregnant three weeks before my second deployment. All right. And then with Zoe, we found out she was pregnant three weeks before I was exiting the service oh so they kind of so went throughout your military career yeah do, they, w- do the girls do they understand where you were what you were doing do they kind of know they do now um yeah. when they, when they were you know when they were like younger you know they didn't really get it right they just knew dad had like a cool uniform and did like cool things like jump out of planes yeah you know and they understood the concept um behind um you know what I did and they'd be like oh what do you do with the bad guys and I'm like oh uh-huh. put them in timeout, just right? like you yeah, so. <laughs> they go to timeout yeah. forever <laughs> forever forever yeah um, how do you deal with um, raising girls in the age of social media do you let any of your girls have social media stuff yet um, I'm sure they want to they're, they, they're friends may they have like um, like snapchat for like the face filters they don't have any like friends really on there right um my my middle kids they have a little bit of social media but nothing crazy they're not allowed to have facebook or instagram yeah or anything or twitter or anything like that there's too many creepos and then all their so all their accounts we have their passwords if it's anything social media related like that musically or whatever um because there's just so many like wackos out there so we we uh, my generation ruined social media, so yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> why can't we have nice things? This, you're you know, why we can't have nice things. We have these great tools, and we use it to turn our head into toast. So <laughs> you know, go figure. <laughs> turn our head into toast. All the yeah. face filters are great. Yeah, right. right. Look, I'm things. the Hulk today. So we monitor all of it. We have all their their passwords and, yeah. and stuff. I I have to get on my ten year old because she likes to like. Acts a little older than her age and, and swear and stuff on these accounts. So, sure. I, you know, how do you deal with heavy hitting news with your girls? Obviously, they probably see TV. Yeah, when they see crazy stuff happening, like a school shooting or something like that, do they ask you questions as a dad? They come up and they ask you. They they do ask, but they they still have this illusion that like I'm a superhero. Okay, so I could just like swoop in at any time, like Batman, and save the day. Uh-huh. But it's not true. So, um, mildly true. They do ask what's going on, and we just you know explain to them that. 
my kids are really down to earth. They're really realistic. Like, yeah. you know, they were the kids that knew like horror movies were makeup and, and you know, they're not, they're not startled by those things. We've never sheltered our kids and we're not helicopter parents. I remember that because I remember your wife talking to me about how one of your girls or all of them watched It. Yes. Was it your youngest one? Yeah, and my they, youngest. Well, my youngest one tried. Then we went and watched right. Boss Baby in the other room. But <laughs> Because, well, the older ones, they knew that it was makeup and they right. watched it for a movie. Yep. So they... But they, they have a full understanding of what's going on in our society and what's going on in our world. And then, and they'll ask my opinion on things and they'll ask... But we try to teach them to be really respectful and accepting of everyone, regardless of race, color, orientation, whatever. You know, we're all people and we're all together kind of thing. So yeah. we, we do what we can, but they do ask. Yeah. So, and we just answer honestly. Sure. And I think where they get that down to earth... It's from you guys? Yeah. Because you answer everything on You don't hide things from them. Right. For example, I just took my girls for the first time ever and I taught them how to shoot. Okay. Right? And guns a hot topic right now, right? Sure. Right? Everyone's like, no more guns. So, um, but we, I taught them that there are tools, you mm-hmm. know, to use for, for self-defense or for defending, a, a, sure. you know, they're not, they're not toys. They have a complete understanding that they're not toys, you know? Mm-hmm. So when she would fire the little 22, she'd put it on safe, put it down and step away with her hands up. So I know that she didn't have it in her hands anymore. Okay. Like, so they, they understand those things, you know? Right. So don't underestimate your kids. They're smarter than you think. Yeah, so. they are. They pick up a lot of things too. Yeah, yeah. They listen all the time. But you know, the one thing that really struck me was my 10 year old's like, you know, she's like, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, and, but she, she's like, you know, they're just, but they're they're not for they're not toys. Right. She, she immediately gets. Do it. you get flack from other parents when you did that? Um, if I did, I didn't see. I didn't hear or you see care, it. Right. You know, but I don't really care. No, I really don't care. Some parents are like, "You took your daughter to shoot a gun." Yeah, yeah. How could you? Well, well you're in the military. I think curi- you know what you're there's doing. There's a real true saying besides you know behind uh, curiosity kills the cat. Uh huh. If you don't teach little Tommy what a gun is, little Tommy's gonna might shoot his kid. You know, right? as, as a sibling. So let's teach them what, teach them what they are, just like anything else. So I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question. I asked another dad. Um, do you feel like you have a responsibility not only to be for their physical well-being but also their mental well-being as yeah. kids because it all starts in the home now. Right. How do you make sure that your girls are like being raised well mentally as well? What do you do? Well, let me give you an example. Sure. My little we got this my my daughter um, made this thing at school and it was like characteristics of your parents or whatever. You know those little projects mm-hmm. that they yeah, yeah. do and uh, like things that your dad like and they all put down that I help homeless people and that I exercise. Which is and true. that was like the coolest thing ever to me that they see the what I what I do like mm-hmm. you know and so I am a firm believer of leading by example, one hundred percent by example. So if I'm eating good food, I encourage my kids to eat good food. If I'm if I'm exercising, I encourage my kids to exercise. You know what I mean? And you know, when she gets in college and she's older and she sees that guy in the street that needs yep. five bucks, she'll say, "Here, here's ten bucks and a meal." Right. You know, that's what my dad would want. Right. So she understands like empathy and stuff like that. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, I have a temper and I can be really hard headed <laughs> and I could be really, you know, short in what I say. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but you know, there, there's, they, they understand why I'm that way too. So, yeah. um, so I, I do, I lead by example and I encourage my girls to be really strong and independent and never rely on anybody else. Yeah. You're going to raise strong women that way. Right. Right. I, you know, I don't want to deal with the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and the boyfriend doesn't want to deal with you, trust so me. I, so I hope not. <laughs> I'm sure the feeling is mutual. Yeah. You ever seen Bad Boys 2? That's going to happen. Right. So. <laughs> What's the one thing that you hope your, your daughters 
uh, take from you as a dad when they grow up? The one thing. Um, I'm sure it's probably an all-encompassing thing, and it may change, but just off the top of your head, what do you think? My grit. I want them to have my grit, that never-give-up attitude. Mm-hmm. Don't ever let anybody tell you you can't. Mm-hmm. Because you can. Absolutely. I was, I was, when I was a little boy, I had really bad asthma. I wasn't very strong. I had glasses, you know, kids would pick on me or tell me I can't do this or can't do that. Look at me now, you know? So I I want them to have that. I want them to be like, you know what? I may not be the strongest right now, but I'm going to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to have that grit. Because you can. Yeah. Well, happy Father's Day. Yeah. Are you getting anything cool for Father's Day? What does a dad want for Father's Day these days? I'm probably just going to get like a tie or something. That's it? (laughs) (laughs) It's so stereotypical. Yeah, it is. It really is. I'm probably going to go down to Chicago, go to the tie bar. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) No, we really haven't come up with any plans yet. Um, I don't... I'm probably just going to do something with my girls. Probably go take them to a movie or something. Nice. There you go. Well, happy Father's Day. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. Absolutely. So before we get to my pops for the Father's Day edition of Riggs Off the Radio, which I had to go to the radio station to Kiss FM to call my dad because he's been traveling so much for work. So I had to get him on the phone. But uh, on the way in to record this phone call with my dad, I saw Craig Carson, who does the afternoon show on Kiss FM, and remembered, oh, Craig has an 11-year-old kid. I forget that all the time. All right. Yeah. Hang a hoddle, skeedle, hoddle, twaddle, my deedle. Can you believe this man's a father? <laughs> well, you don't have to have a license to be one. You should have to have a license to be a parent, right? No, Craig I know. Carson. Is there a characteristic that you hope that your son takes away from uh, when he gets older? Something you're like, oh, I'm glad I taught you. Yeah, I guess I would say the, the being uh, extremely honest, open to criticism, if it's obviously meant to build up. Sure. Uh, and to... I guess to be blunt but not mean, because me and my wife are both we're both blunt with him. You know, if he's practicing something with the trombone and he's like, "Is it good?" and it really isn't, we don't go, "Okay, that sucks," but we go, "You know, it needs some work." Yeah. You know, we're never gonna go, "No, that's you're awesome." You know, we're not gonna do that. If he strikes out twice, you're awesome. No, you're not awesome right now. That wasn't good. You need to work on it. So I guess the bluntness and accepting of reality, but with encouragement. Sure, life yeah. isn't fair all the time, and. Learn Learning that at a, at a ripe age. Not everybody gets a medal for showing up to the race. Yeah, they shouldn't. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> the participation trophies. Oh, no. No, no. Well, I'm going, not going to give you a trophy, but I will give you... <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a certificate for being a father. <laughs> How about a gelato? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where I came from. I don't know where I came from either. Craig Carson. Happy Father's Day. Thanks. This weekend, and uh, thanks for coming on my podcast. Appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, he's a strange one, Craig Carson. I wonder who's stranger, Craig Carson or me. Anyways, my dad, John, he raised me before Facebook or social media or anything like that. He raised my sisters right as that kind of social media wave was starting to happen. Online bullying and school shootings and all the negativity on TV and social media started happening all after he had already raised us. So I wanted to know how he would parent in the year 2018. So on the phone, we welcome my dad, John. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Thank you. Stop for another week. No, it's this weekend. What are you talking about? Oh, right, cool. <laughs> Although that's to my advantage <laughs> if you don't even know when Father's Day is. <laughs> uh, welcome to my, it's a Riggs Off the Radio Father's Day edition. It's my dad, John. Hello. So you raised uh, me when you, you, we got me when I was about, what, five, six years old? Is that how much, how old was I out of the box when you, when you adopted me? 
Uh, five or six, I think. You know, we're still thinking about that one. But yeah, we do about five or six at the time. And then you had um, my th- three girls as well, my three mm-hmm. sisters, Rachel, Holly, and Amber, who are how old now? 21. 23 and 24. So three girls. Mm-hmm. How would you raise daughters in this day and age? Well, you know, today all the social media does is frighten people. And yeah. they make things a lot, seem a lot worse than they actually are. And, you know, the one twosy things, like, now, don't get me wrong, school shootings are really a bad thing. But when it comes to, you know, how kids could get hurt, there's things a lot worse that happen a lot more frequently than the school shootings, but yet that's all that you hear about. So like, you know, for example, like the drugs and those types of things, suicide is a big deal. You know, they don't talk about those things because they're not, you know, sensationalized and they're not real exciting to talk about. But then you have a school shooting, you know, we had one in Noblesville, Indiana a couple of weeks ago and it made the national news yet nobody really, you know, nobody died fortunately, thank God. Right. But then during that same time, you know, the same time period, you know, how many people committed suicide? How many teenagers did something terrible with their lives? Or getting into a car accident when somebody's texting and they shouldn't be texting. Right. So what I would do with kids today is, you know, try to really talk to them about the things that can really affect their lives more so than some of the sensationalized news. And I'm not putting school shootings down, but I'm just making an example of that. There's more things out there that I would worry about than, you know, the school shootings. But yet when you listen to the news, that's all they talk about. It is. I mean, it's happening more now than it ever was, so we overcame yeah, with that. Yeah. But. but, you know, the thing is, it's not about, to me, it's not about the guns, because when I was a kid growing up, you're not going to believe this, but <laughs> the, the we, we carried guns in the car. You know, you put them in the back window, your hunting rifles, it was no big deal, right? We yeah. used to carry knives to school and everything, but no one ever got cut up, you know, so we just treated each other a lot differently. Today, you know, you would think that the reason kids are getting hurt is because there's a lot more guns. Well, that's not true because when I was a kid, like I said, we used to carry pocket knives to school all the time, and we never we got fist fights, we got those types of things, but we would never pull a knife out or anything like that. Well, now there's also we also have a, a mental health issue because nobody wants to talk about that. So now you have mm-hmm. you have people mm-hmm. with mental health issues, and you now give them guns or they find access to guns, mm-hmm. and that's where these things happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a big problem, isn't it? So. But it could be a gun, it could be a car, it could be anything. Or, you know, if it's not one of those, you know, when you have a mental issue, issue problem, then, you know, people tend to take their own life. So it's, that's a big deal, right? Right. So look at the look at the positive thing. What was the fun thing about being a dad, about raising a, a boy and then three girls? What was the fun part for you about being a dad? Let's, like, lighten it up oh a little bit. Oh, my God, so. with you, the fun thing was, you know, just doing all this kids. Because I, I obviously had three daughters, but before that I had you was to be able to do all the sports things. I just love the fact that, you know, we could do baseball and um, some of those other things to get basketball. And, and you were actually pretty good at some of the sports because you were taller than a lot of the other kids. But that was so much fun for me. And then you kind of grew up and grew away from the sports. And then, you know, your three sisters came along, and they kind of were the sports a little bit, but they were more into the girly things. And So I had to learn to watch Disney movies and, and some of the other things that girls liked to do, right. which is pretty cool, too. So, you know, when I had three daughters, so I had, you know, Rachel was the first one, and uh, then we had Holly and then Amber, and I was so glad that we had three daughters together, because I think for girls, it's so important from a social point of view to have the support of each other. Yeah. And you know this, Andrew, that your three sisters would support each other. They're like, they're like triplets, right? They will support each other. Yeah. You know, like, for example, just we had the Pride Weekend last weekend in Indianapolis, and although Rachel was out of town, your two daughters... You know, your other two daughters, or my other two daughters went to support that. Right. So that's how they are. 
I went there. Did you see my shirt that I made for Rachel? I did. I loved it. I'm, I'm asking for a shirt that says almost the same thing, only something to the effect that, you know, I'm not gay, but on the back it should say, but my dad drinks Zima. But my dad drinks Zima, <laughs> which makes which gives him a stereotypical gay tendency. Exactly, but I'm not ashamed <laughs> or afraid to say that. So. Right. And I'm not gay, but I mean... <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> people kept exactly. pe- people kept saying that to me. They were seeing my shirt right? they would because it says I'm not gay on the front, and they would go, "But there's there would be nothing wrong with you if you were." And I was like, "No, no, look at the back." And then they were like, "Oh, yeah. your sister, yeah, yeah, exactly." Yeah, I agree. Like the sister that supports sister supporting sisters, but I think it, it was mm-hmm. also good that you were there as a constant father figure, and mom was there as well. I mean, this, I think having that in the household, which some families don't have a double parent mm-hmm. household, they just have a mom yeah. or just have a dad or both parents are gone all the time and they're just taking care of themselves right um, so i think right. that was a so good i wanted yeah so i wanted the daughters my daughters to see you know because i always try to treat your mother with great respect and and, and dignity and, and i try to do a lot of the nice things for her that, that a husband should do so i wanted them to see that and i wanted you to see that too yeah right? i mean you, you you probably you know your mom and i would fight right but you never everybody fights us you know, like if there was a problem with, you know, you or, or the girls, I always took her side. You know, even if I didn't always agree with it, I would always side with, with mom. Yeah. And I've and I'm and I'm not just saying this to bullshit you because we're on my podcast. I can say that because we're on a podcast. Um, yeah. I really did learn about what it means to be a husband and a man from you. And I'm really thankful for that. And I wanted to t- I don't know if I say it enough and I can't say it enough, but I'm really thankful for that because you did. And it worked, at least for me, from a guy's standpoint, because I feel like I have very good morals and standards towards towards, towards my too. towards my wife, towards my coworkers, towards my friends, towards mm-hmm. other family members, mm-hmm. and I get that all from yeah. you. So thank you very much. You did an awesome job with that. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I did one thing right. <laughs> right, I did one thing right. Well, thank right. you for coming on my podcast. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions and bring you on because you are my dad. So I wanted mm-hmm. to talk to you of all people and say Happy Father's Day and thanks for coming on. I appreciate your support to me and my career and to my sisters. We all turned out pretty good. So keep it up. Thank you. All right, love you. Love you too. I'm overclumped now. Talking about fathers. Now I'm thinking about Kevin Costner. I'm thinking about the end of Field of Dreams when he goes, Hey, Dad, you, you want to have a catch? Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do the heartfelt strings. The heartfelt strings are what gets me. And then his dad turns around, and they start throwing the ball, and then they pan back from the Field of Dreams, and there's this stream of cars because Terrence Mann told him, If you build it, they will come, Ray. People will come. How do they get out of Field of Dreams, Kick? Why am I Why am I doing this? I could easily just stop this right now. You know why? Because that's the movie that makes me cry the most. That's another story for another podcast. Thanks for checking out Riggs Off the Radio. I'll talk to you on Mental Health Monday. We're talking to a couple veterans about their dealing with anxiety and PTSD from an actual veteran standpoint pretty interesting conversation I had with uh, my trainer Joe and my friend Dan Newberry who we talked to earlier ah have a good weekend or afternoon or morning or whatever you're doing make good life decisions T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.